from two ends of the M1. It's the North-South Divide with Trev. He models himself on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer using gin. And James. He's the minciest pie I know. Hello and welcome to the new North-South Divide podcast. This is a mini-podcast, not as long as our usual efforts, but we hope it will be as satisfying as ever. Now, we wanted to be able to drop something warmly festive in your lap, so here it is. Creamier than an exquisite brandy sauce, more heartwarming than a Christmas Day feel-good family movie, and cheesier than a rancid bag of what's-its, this is Bauble. Now, obviously, we had to do something different to usual for this out-of-the-ordinary extravaganza. Extravaganza, you mean? Hush you, speak when you're spoken to, Northern Boy, or I'll cut off your supply of mushy peas. Sorry. Where was I? Oh yes, as I was saying, something different, something amazingly thought-provoking, possibly even challenging for all the people involved in this podcast. Can you hurry it up a bit? It's freezing here. I warned you. It's only challenging for me. So, sit yourself down for a few minutes, put your feet up, and let the family run around like headless festive fowls as you settle down and listen to this yuletide, party-sized North-South Divide. Uh, Are you winding up the opening there? Yes, why? Do you think I've forgotten something? Yes, I bloody well do. You sent me all the way to Lapland, existing solely in a diet of fish heads, fending off weeks of deprivation and isolation in a fishing trawler to endure sub-zero temperatures, and for what? Oh, didn't I tell you that I cut that part from the script? You did what? Is it so cold there that you're going deaf? I do hope so. I heard you, I just don't understand. You sent me all the way out here on a three-week round trip to freeze my cobblers off for nothing? It's colder than the polar bear's wedding tackle here. Hmm, when you say it like that, it sounds even better. It's a Christmas present. To me! Thanks for that. Anyway, I may as well say my piece now. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. This podcast is only a short taster of what we're working towards for our 2009 opener, Rabbit, which should be on its way to you soon. Assuming I ever get back, there isn't a boat until next week. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Ta-ra, Trev! But I haven't... Ah, the sound of silence. Let's have a bit of hot news from those Christmas news bargain hunters at the North-South Divide news desks. The headlines from our Christmas news table today. Balloon Animal Zoo found to be a disappointment despite having the world's largest collection of snakes in captivity. Primary schools in England and Wales to be equipped with high-tech interactive dinner ladies. And in celebrity gossip news, scandal as plumber Dave Snelling inadvertently makes an appearance in Heat magazine due to supply photo editor mistaking him for a member of Girls Aloud. Other stories in brief. Sprout fuel power station. Quite a big hat. Angry man. Flap. Bit. Our main story in depth then. Christmas has been cancelled. Here's James with more. Do I have to? Yes. There'll be complaints. Only about you. Hmm. International government bodies have announced this week that, due to the credit recession money shortage crunch thing, Christmas 2008 would have to be cancelled. After consultation with leaders of all the main religions who have festivals this time of year, including Christians, Jews, pagans, pastafarians and Jedis, it was decided that it's all become a bit of a fuss and could perfectly adequately be commemorated with a nice quiet sit-down and a series of special editions of Songs of Praise. The only voice of dissent came from representatives of atheism who gave this assessment of the decision. You'd believe it. A ray of silver lining has emerged, however, since job losses as a result of the cancellation are thought to be minimal. Here's Kimberly Penge then with the unemployment report. I was looking for a job and I'm miserable. 
At this late stage, it's only those directly involved in the days around Christmas that are liable to suffer redundancies. But with sales starting on Boxing Day, special visas have been issued to workers normally based in the Arctic to enable them to take jobs at catalogue superstores that have been specially modified to accommodate those of diminutive stature, excessive rotundity and antlers. Those hardest hit, however, will be W, X, Y and Z list celebrities who will no longer be able to perform in the rituals of traditional cross-dressing humiliation that sustains their ailing careers. Many theatres are also said to be cancelling pantomimes. My dinner's getting cold, so in summary, hands down, bottoms up, and that's the end of the unemployment report. Oh, while you're there, is there any bad news for Richard Littlejohn? No, sorry. Ah, shame. The North-South Divide Hello, I am the Reverend John Thomas and as a religious voice that once upon a time kept a sorry ass podcast on the ecclesiastical straight and narrow I've got two things I'd like to say to you Number one, I hope that one and all of the North-South Divide listeners have a wonderful Christmas and that you have something that brightens your lives and gives meaning to each breath you take Number two When are these losers going to write me another sketch? I mean, I've been in this cupboard since 2006 Oh no, that means I should come out of the closet. The North-South Divide Now this is an odd one and no mistake. Jeremy Thrustknocker, his real name he claims, also claims to have a unique affliction. He claims that he has a mental illness, which means he can only talk in song titles. Less Tourette syndrome, more Ronette syndrome, if you see what I mean. Anyway, here he is. Let's see if we can break him. I I mean, sorry, learn something about him. Good evening. Hello. Oh, clever start there. When did you realise you had this problem? The summer of 69. Oh, really? Wait a minute, you can't be old enough for that to be true. When were you really diagnosed? 1999. Who by? Doctor, doctor. Have you got a stutterer as well? No Morris Minor and the Mages, thank you very much. What was your doctor's surname? Doctor Jones. Okay, then how did you take the news? Was it difficult to deal with? Crazy. What sort of professionals looked into your case? Brilliant mind. Answering questions like this does tend to make you harder to interview than Goldie Horn. Policy of truth. Hmm. Uh, where would you like to find yourself in five years? Ordinary world. Can you have a normal relationship? Girlfriend in a coma. Oh, oh I'm really sorry to hear that. What's an, what's her name? Deborah. That's a pretty name. Does she have a nickname for you? Prince Charming. Do you have one for her? A fat-bottomed girl. Ah, did she take that well? To cut a long story short. No, then. A regret. Really? What would you say to her now if you could? Everything I do, I do it for you. One more Brian Adams song and I'll poke you in the eye, okay? I can't stop this thing we've started. You were pushing your luck, pal. Sorry. Let's talk about something else. Um, Let's talk about sex. Would you mind too much if we didn't? Come together. I'm not that way inclined. Everybody's got something to hide. Are you saying that I'm hiding something? Tell me why. Oh, turn the questions onto me now. Yes. Wait a minute, is that the Coldplay song or the McCalmont and Butler one? It's up to you. Is that by the specials? Is anybody keeping a record of this and checking? Checking it out? Yeah, no disrespect. It'd be easy for you to be making some of the more obscure ones up. Don't you trust me? It's not that. It's just it's so hard to follow the conversation and see if you really are talking in song titles. Relax. You're right, sorry. So what are the positives from all of this for you? Fame. Anything else? Money. Congratulations. I'm doing it now. When the going gets tough. So, you have the bling and the bitches and so on that they're always banging on about on rap songs? There's no limit. Do you ever stop doing it? Always on my mind. Even at night? Talking in your sleep. Left at my own devices, I probably would. Everyone's talking to me. Everything must go. Again and again. Being boring. Whoa, 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 wait. Was that a status quo song you just did? 
Ain't complaining. And again, make it stop now, please. Reflex. Is it now? What if I had to smack you right up the bracket? Please forgive me. Brian Adams as well. That's it. You have to die. It's a mercy killing. Happy Christmas. War is over. Uh, Yes, sorry. Sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's a time of goodwill to all men, even if they are quoting Brian Adams songs at me. What would be your perfect Christmas? A fairy tale of New York. Ooh, good choice. What about for people not as lucky as ourselves? Anything to say to them? Do they know it's Christmas? I think that's about all I've got left. Um, What do your girlfriend really call you? A little donkey. (laughs) Lonely this Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hello, I'm Sidney Shea. You may remember me from some older North-South Divine sketches. Then again, you may not. Anyway, I hope that your stockings are bursting open with presents on the big day, just like my wife Elsie's top, popping open to reveal her enormous... Hello, blah, 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 it's Zog the Alien, everybody! Blah, 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 blah. Some bubble you gave me there, James. Look, anyone who cares to know your background can listen to the other podcasts, can't they? So let's get on with it. Time is of the essence. Um, what do you mean? Look, I ask you a question, then you go off on an amusing ranty tangent. That's the way it works, isn't it? Deconstructing the sketch. Very clever. Be careful, though it can go wrong. What? Where's the rant? Rant? I've got nothing to feel tense about. Everything is good. I have a good relationship with Smirnoff, my new wife. It's Christmas soon. I love Christmas. It reminds me of a ceremony we have at home called Natoth, where we give each other presents that no one wants and then we pretend to like them. Natoth literally translates as put that bloody thing in the back of the cupboard so that we can get it out next time they call. Very salutary. Okay, let's try a different angle. Is there anything about Christmas that you don't like? Repeats? It's another chance to see. Turkey? Mm. Uh, The Queen's Speech? Lovely lady. I've met her, you know. It was quite a shock, I can tell you. Why? Well, I've only ever seen her on your money, and I thought she was flat and monochrome. I spent the first five minutes walking behind her to look for Charles Darwin. Looking at the Queen's bum is not very popular, it seems, particularly with that foreign bloke. What, you mean the Duke of Edinburgh? That's the fellow. He got quite animated when he found out I was an alien. He accused me of coming here and trying to steal his job. I told him that'd be quite difficult because he doesn't have one. Ah, OK. Uh, Christmas specials, then? Now, yes, actually, that does remind me of one thing that I don't like. Celebrity chefs. What's the point of them? Here we go. They come on the TV telling us we should eat this way or that way and then they make ads for alcohol and junk food. Hypocrites. I've got an F word for Gordon Ramsay. Fraud. Why do they cook this stuff that they know 99% of the audience won't even try? In fact, a good percentage of the audience have never cooked anything more daring than a pot noodle and they could probably burn that. Who has the time to make this sort of stuff? Anything that takes that long to prepare is pointless. Life is too short to stuff mushrooms, that's for sure. Anyway, experimenting with food is not something that you should be doing on Christmas Day with a whole family there. Wait until you burn the shallot, jalapeno, pepper and biscuit ice cream. Just imagine Auntie Nelly's face she tells you that you want as good a cook as your mum. Oh, forget it, it's Christmas. Fancy a chockey? Oh, licorice all sorts. I kept all the bowly ones for you, I know you like them. Oh, thanks mate. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to us all, each and every one. It's really good to see you. My name is Flash Romsbottom, Northern Space Adventurer. I just dropped in briefly from an intergalactic mission of mercy to say Happy Christmas to all of my fans in Space Year 2008. Lestrade will be able to say his beats, but uh, I've had him oiled and sent to me quarters. I need him as I've dropped 50 galactic credits on the back of the sofa again. I must be away, citizens. May the mushy bees be with thee. I know times are hard, but why do people waste their money? How do you mean? Well, I mean... On the single, which has been number one 
over Christmas. This Christmas, last Christmas, the last few Christmases, novelty records, charity records, and records from people who were thrust from insignificance into worldwide fame due to Simon Cowell mainly, have turned up having sold hundreds of thousands of copies. Mm, I know what you mean. Well, there was a big fuss on the internet as well about Jeff Buckley not being number one with Hallelujah. It's not his song either. He covered it as well. Yeah, and choosing a Leonard Cohen song. How uninspired could it be? The only way the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah, could have been made any better would be by Mr Blobby singing it. We would have had a winner then. I don't know, they could use the Shrek version. The who? There's a generation of kids until this Christmas thought that song was written for Shrek. <laughs> and sung by the donkey. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, donkey, donkey, y'all! That's my Eddie Murphy impression. <laughs> the whole thing about standards and the X Factor means that standards are literally lower than they have ever been. Early on in the series of X Factor, you get the ritual humiliation of people who are told quite deceitfully by friends and family that they think they're good at singing. And I think that's the meanest thing you could ever do to someone. Yeah, yeah, go on the telly with that. Go on the telly with that. I, I don't know that. I've always wondered if they honestly believe these people are talented. That's the only thing I can think. It's just so mean otherwise. If you've ever watched the opening... I mean, Beth and I can't watch it because he's... It's literally too cringy, and you end up with people... I've never watched it in my life, to be honest. Uh, I would say you're missing out, but you are honestly not. <laughs> and these people go on and sing their hearts out, and it is only at that point... I mean, we've all been to pubs with karaoke, and we know that there is a vast range of people. People who go up there because they're drunk and fancy irritating everybody else with their drunken antics, and to people who should literally be pursuing a career in music, hmm. be it small pub gigs or, or stadium sellouts. And there is a vast range of people in between. Exactly. But the only people you want to see on telly are the ones who aren't too sweaty and are quite good. I think on one end you've got the people, like you said, the people who can fill stadiums. They like to see the people who could fill the pub because that gives a good medium grounding it also shows how good the really good people are but they also like the really really bad ones the car crash tv because it makes them feel better about themselves and it makes good tv uh, yeah. there was some research a few years ago about formula one and i like formula one i make no bones about this at all i'm a bit of a formula one geek but they, apparently most people that watch formula one watch it not for the racing not for the personalities not for the technology but for the crashes good lord literally car crash tv so to move that theory on a little bit Surely they should put some rubbish, middle-aged nuns in some of those cars. You've seen Touring Car then, have you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve, the voiceover man, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us all here at the North-South Divide. I've not let the success of my voiceover work go to my head, though. I'm still the same down-to-earth guy that I always was. I still have only one yacht, and I'm down to my last three Bentleys. I'm really a man of the people. Boy... Clean my shoes. Hey, Trevor and I just wanted to pop in and say hello at this point. Yes, we did. Hello. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really seem worth it now, does it? Uh, anything to add? Um, we've done all the Christmas good wishes already. Yeah. Uh, we could try advertising something, see if we get it free. Like what? Um, I know. The North-South Divide, more festive than the Christmas decorations department at Woolworths. Oh, Trevor, you just can't do anything right, can you? Shall we do the credits? Yeah, baby, cue that funky Santa-type music. This North-South Divide was written, recorded and edited by... Oh. Excuse me, what, what are you doing with our recording equipment? You haven't kept up your repayments, Ollie, so we're taking it back. What? This is my stuff. I know that times are hard for everyone this Christmas. Look, mate, it's hard for everyone. There is less and less work. Yeah, except for bailiffs. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of it like that. 
Thanks for cheering me up. Uh, come on, lads, unplug that mic. Jules, you grab that effects unit. We have one mic and the recorder. That's it. Yeah, how are we going to continue? Well, we're going to have to share the mic, I suppose. Have we got anything else to sell? Our comedy talent? Ah, I see your point. I suppose we better soldier on. It's like the Blitz Spirit, isn't it? Well, not unless you're likely to get your leg blown off by a passing bomb. No, not really. You might as well do the credits while I sweep up the dust from where the unit was. Okay, makes sense. The North-South Divide was written, performed and produced by James Hart and Trevor Ship. Extra acting voices were provided by Beth Hart and Steve Palmer. <coughs> Sorry, there's a lot of dust back here. Do you want me to stop? Doesn't matter, I'm done now anyway. Is it just me or does this ending seem a little bit of an anticlimax? Well, it does, but we can't afford anything more ambitious. Look at this demand. How are we going to continue? Come on, Christmas spirit. It will be okay. Look, I found these. Oh, that makes me feel more festive already. Oh, I didn't see them, Slaybells. We'll have them. George, unplug that last mic and load up the recording equipment. Hello, I am Kimberly Penge. When I'm not pursuing my high-pressure reporting career for this mediocre outlet, I'm a busy woman getting ready for Christmas. I hope you are too. Well, not a woman, if you're a man. If you see what I mean, well, unless you really want to be and you're considering gender realignment, I'd better stop digging that hole for myself. Thank you for listening to the North-South Divide. We hope you enjoyed it. And now I'm off to lose my temper in the supermarket at some old biddy. Trolley Rage is great, isn't it? Merry Christmas.